Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Luke, and welcome to Terra Nutra's new podcast series. Where we're going to be discussing all things sustainability and carbon footprint. Hi everyone, it's Luke here from Terra Nutra. Welcome to the third episode in our new series of Terra Nutra podcasts. I think now that we've got to episode three, I'm going to stop saying new series because... It's not really new anymore. Uh, I'm joined by Charlotte. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about... Mission. Our mission. Our mission. Yes, our mission statement. Um, so uh, we, again, as we, as we slightly did with company values, we're going to take a step back and ask the question of why we have a mission statement. Um, I was going to do a little bit of, of context setting and read some mission statements of well-known companies without mentioning the well-known companies just in case to guess them was like well we i yeah okay well let's okay let's try that let's try that okay so this i'll start with an easy one to be one of the world's leading producers and providers of entertainment and information using its portfolio of brands to differentiate its content services and consumer products oh netflix disney disney there you go but like it's not great it's not yeah, no, I know. So th- this is much better. This or this sounds a lot better. To be a company that inspires and fulfills your curiosity. Oh. You'll never get it. It's it, sorry. I I mean you might do, but it's Sony. But like I feel like that's a lot more, you know, up than than Disney. Um, one that is slightly difficult. Ah, to refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness. Oh, I like that one. To create value and make a difference. Yeah, that's Coca-Cola. It is Coca-Cola, yeah. Probably the less said about it, yeah. Um, and then final one, uh, how about to enrich people's lives with programmes and services that inform, educate and entertain. Is that Netflix? No, it's the BBC. Close. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um so yeah, I mean, in, interesting. Um, some of them, quite, I like Disney's. Is Disney's was? I kind of feel sorry for companies that are like massive portfolios, and they've got to kind of try and make sure everyone feels like they're included. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel really sorry for them. They're probably really sort of you know on the breadline and finding it very difficult. So why do we have a mission statement? Uh, well, I like your analogy that you used the other day about um, you know setting a target and saying can we reach the moon you know it's it gives you a sense of direction doesn't it and uh, something to aim for yeah i um uh, so I, I i always thought a mission statement was you know it was it was like your aspiration um it was what you put out there to kind of get everybody excited and and you know working together and aligned um and i think it it should be all of those things but what i learned when when we went through this process of choosing our mission statement is that one of the most important parts of a mission statement is that it should be achievable because if it's not or at least measurable like you would need to know when you'd done it and it needs ideally it needs to be something that you can do i think a mission statement where you you never actually fulfill achieve your mission has got to be slightly weird i I was trying to think of a good analogy i don't think this is a good analogy but like if mission to mars great you get to mars done 
mission to just keep going on and on through outer space like okay and and then you're just measuring how many million billion light years you are away from and it's just not it's not great like when are you done um so i i think i think that that having having that being measurable i thought was was really powerful um and and really important so yeah but it you know i think it is it is it's that aspiration so how did we how did we choose ours interestingly it was less laborious than our values wasn't it i think because we i don't know if i'd use the word laborious choosing our values it was a very um no it was the impression back from when we did it is that we had spent so much time thinking about our values and behaviors that actually by the time we got to the mission statement it kind of bubbled up and somebody said it and we all kind of went oh that really works and that was it we kind of went oh, let's park that because that came out really quickly and see if it works. And now we've kind of stress tested it a while and actually we still really like it. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I think I think we do. It was, it. I guess, I guess Mark, um, who uh, runs our, um, our agency, Contrast Creatives, who've been helping us with this, would say that, you know, once you're in that mindset, maybe that, you know, that becomes a, you know, it becomes easier to be thinking about these things but it did it did seem to come um very very naturally very quickly should we actually tell everybody what it is now That's it feels like we're slightly too. dancing around the the point so our mission uh would, would you like to do the honors is to create a carbon positive world fantastic um so that is a bit of explaining 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 doesn't it because uh it, it does it does who's going to do that you do it you do okay. your uh, am I going to do my overdraft analogy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so this this is this is speaking to our value of simplicity, which is um, people talk about being carbon neutral, um, talking about net, net zero, and they're sort of used a little bit interchangeably. Um, so, carbon neutral is where we look at our emissions, and then we uh, create ways to. Uh, offset those emissions to kind of bring us down to zero emissions. Um, it's not that we're not putting carbon into the atmosphere. Uh, we are still continuing to do that. But overall, what we take out or what we balance somewhere else is the same as what we create. And so you're at zero. Now, in the context of uh, the environment and the fight against climate change, that is a fantastic place to be. Obviously, many, many, many times better than where we are now. However, it's not a particularly exciting goal. Saying that we want to get to zero or we want to get to neutral, it doesn't feel like something that's going to galvanise and motivate people. Um, and so we've, we've chosen creating a carbon positive world because we think that that does have a much more positive, uh, much more um, energising feel to it. Um, an analogy I would use, again, sort of to, to point out the difference is if you've got an overdraft, um, hands up, um, if you're £100 into your overdraft, you're, you know, it would be good to be back at zero. I, you don't owe the bank anything. You're, you're at zero. But it would be much better to have £100, to be £100 in credit. And most people will be, I know I'm very motivated to get back to, to naught. It's probably telling you more about my finances than anyone needs to know. I'm very motivated to get back to naught, but I'm far more excited about getting back to having £100 in. And that 
is is how I think is how we're thinking about the difference between carbon neutral and carbon positive. They're both good things, but carbon positive is um, a um, it's a bigger thing to shoot for. It's a more exciting goal. I think, and I think it's one that more people that people can get more um, excited about. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. No, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. I think the I, I, I think the overdraft analogy works. So I think in um, to put it in, if you think about an overdraft, like in terms of your carbon footprint, if your carbon footprint is about eight and a half tons, uh, which is, I believe, what it is for your average UK person, which is lower than when we started Terra Neutral, which is good. Then if you want to get to be carbon neutral, you would reduce your carbon footprint and offset and or offset it to a point where you're at naught. If you want to be carbon positive, you would reduce and then offset to 10 tons, which means that you're two and a half, two and a half, one and a half tons. I'm so bad at maths. One and a half tons um, positive, which is, again, um, you know, feels like a more exciting, uh, more exciting place to be. And I think... Um, we talked about I, I talked about my kind of like residual carbon footprint from from air travel. Um, I've got an opportunity to go in and kind of start offsetting all of that. Um, but what I'd like to do is actually offset more than that. In fact, we've all done this with our I think with our with our annual footprints for us and our families anyway. So I think we are all carbon positive at the moment anyway. Um, not to kind of bang the drum, but. But yeah, just quickly to say that we something we work on is is um, this kind of three word thing of awareness reduction and offsetting. And partly the our sustainability journey became about understanding that carbon footprint, understanding where the impacts come in, where the hot, you know hot issues are. The work that we've done on reducing our, our footprint, not buying new clothes, you know, doing having you know doing less and then offsetting means that that you know that's the journey that we are encouraging people to go on so um yeah no that's that's um that's quite interesting that you you mentioned that yeah no it's a good um it, it's a really good point i think the you, you hopefully as as governments and companies figure out uh ways to reduce the, the kind of carbonization of, of our lives, whether it's in terms of how things are made or, or how energy is is produced, then, you know, as a result, we as, as individuals, our carbon footprint will get smaller as a result of that. But it will almost certainly never get to zero. And it will and it will also and also that doesn't take into account our residual carbon footprint. So what we've what we've done beforehand and i think that's where offsetting is so important is that you can um you can cut into you can really cut into that 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 residual and you can also get to neutral get to positive preferably whilst you know governments and companies and and the rest of us are all doing things to you know decarbonify i'm not even sure that's a word decarbonate nice decarbonize thank you that's the word um you know the 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 world that we live in um and i think that's you know as charlotte said i think that's why it's so important that, that those things go kind of go hand in hand um anything anything so to to sort of finish i think on um on our mission statement just with with some numbers um the the current annual carbon emissions of the world is 
51.8 billion tons. So that so so just to get just to get to neutral, we've got to um, get rid of somehow 51.8 billion tons um, of carbon a year. But that that 51.8 billion and oneth ton um, will you know will get us to positive, which um, would be a really really fantastic place. Um, Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. So um, thank you very much for joining us for that, uh, for our for our third episode. We will be back with obviously our fourth episode uh, where I think we're going to be talking about some of the projects that we work with, um, some of the carbon offsetting projects that we work with, um, which we are really proud of and which have some amazing do some amazing things um, around the world. So hopefully that will be uh, interesting as well. So thanks very much for listening. Um, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. And I think we forgot to say on the last couple, um, please do give us feedback. Um, there's, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Um, we, we, we have our website. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you've got any tips on how to do a better podcast, we would, you know, we're all ears. Um, so thanks very much, everyone. Thank you. Bye.